0: thank you Mike and Renita all things new again thank you Ruth he is the lamb he is the lamb of God do you believe in Easter what I'm asking is you do believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ you see if it weren't for the resurrection we would even know about Jesus Christ He would just be another Roman traitor who was killed and executed and passed away into history. And we wouldn't know anything about him if it weren't for the resurrection. And over these last weeks here in our church, we've been talking about what would it be like if Jesus was physically here with us. You know, we we believe that he's, he's here because he's alive. And he lives within us as we receive him as Lord and Savior. But would things be different if he actually walked through the door? If the Son of God, the risen Christ, walked through the back door of the church? That was the, the first day we looked at it. And, and we agreed things would be a little different in here if Jesus walked in. Amen? It would be. And then we looked at some other things. That we might do, some other things that might be different if Jesus were here. Um, I think He would teach us how to love. We would see real love at work. And we would know what it meant when Jesus said, Love one another. When the the New Testament says that God is love, we, we would begin to understand what love was and what we could do to love others and love our neighbor and love our enemies and those things that uh, Jesus taught us to do I think that his holiness would blind us we would realize what true righteousness looked like and realize that it don't look like us we would be blinded by his holiness by his righteousness by his sinless perfection I think and you agreed with me, at least you said you did, that if Jesus were here, he would invite us to participate with him. He would invite us into his house. Remember we we talked, behold, I hand at the door and knock. If you'll open the door and let me in, I'll come in and eat with you and sup with you. And, and we'll have fellowship together. And I think Jesus, if he were here, he would invite us to participate with him. And we would want to because he is king of kings and lord of lords and we would recognize him as that and then last week I ought to give you a test I ought to say does anybody remember what we talked about last week last week it was if he were here we would hang on every word that came out of his mouth we would listen to everything he said we would believe his words and we would take his words as the word of truth. Well, this morning, I want us to think about one more. And Don, I told you that this was the last one, but I think I'm going to do one more next week. Okay? Nothing's ever set in stone around here. Uh, I think that if Jesus were here, we would go out of our way to introduce him to others. Have you ever noticed that when, when you have a friend Uh, come to see you and somebody else comes around you always want to introduce that person to your friend or your father or your children or your uh, uh, you know your neighbors you know i'd like you to meet my friend and i think if jesus were here that's what we would want to do he we would want to introduce jesus to our friends because he would want to be their friend too that was the situation the early disciples found themselves in. The scripture we're going to look at today is in Acts chapter 4. This is after the resurrection. This is after the, uh, uh, the Lord Jesus has resurrected into heaven. It's after the Holy Spirit has come at Pentecost. And now the disciples are gone out into the world to do the things that uh, Jesus left for them to do. As we begin to read in Acts chapter 4, I was just going to read a, a, a portion, but I've changed my mind. I'm going to read the, the starting at the first verse of chapter 4. It says, The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees, these, these are the rulers of Jerusalem under the Roman rulership. You know, there was the Roman rulership, the dictatorship. But then there were the Jewish rulers of Jerusalem. And they came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were out talking to people, telling people about what they had seen and what had happened. And these leaders were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They were talking about Easter. They were telling everybody what had happened. And So these authorities seized Peter and John and put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed and the number of men grew to be about 5,000. So if, if this is literally the men and it's not a use of men that means the people and you figure that every man had a woman attached to him. That's 10,000 people who, who believe and come to know Jesus Christ that day or that in that message. Well, the next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and the other men of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them, by what power or by what name did you do this? Now, the, um, the this that's represented there is a, a, a man that they had healed back in chapter 3. okay. And so they want to know what power did you use when you healed this guy? And then Peter, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, he said, he, he, he said you guys are in charge. If we're being called to account today, For an act of kindness shown to a cripple. And are asked how he was healed. Then know this. You and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whom you crucified. But whom God raised from the dead. That this man stands before you healed. He is. And then he quotes the Old Testament here. The stone you builders rejected which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Now you have to admit that Peter is bold. Might not be the most diplomatic person around, but he's bold. He said, okay, you ask the question, here's the answer. Jesus, whom you killed, Resurrected from the dead, and it's through his power that we've done what we've done. And there's no other way to salvation except through Jesus Christ. Well, they were impressed. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, you know, that these guys were fishermen, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin, from the court, and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these guys, they asked. Everybody living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle and we cannot deny it. But we have to stop this from spreading any further. We must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called to them again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. In other words, don't you be introducing Jesus to anybody else. You think Peter and John said, okay, that's what we do. We'll never talk to another soul about Jesus Christ. You know that's not what they did. Peter and John replied, You judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you or to obey God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. And then beginning in verse 23, Peter and John begin to speak the message of Jesus again to the people. Begin to tell them about their friend, Jesus. You see, they had a special friend. They had a special relationship with Jesus. And they wanted others to know about Jesus. They wanted others to know about that relationship. And even when they were threatened with imprisonment, if you don't quit talking about Jesus, we're going to throw you in jail. They continued to introduce him to others. And it's been that way in all the years since. Christians, believers, sharing with others their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and introducing them to their friend Jesus Because once you know Jesus, you can't help but introduce him to others, to share him with other people. Zhu Yanghai is an example. He was a Chinese Christian, a medical doctor in mainland China. Several years ago, he was put in prison. And he was put in prison because he tried to get a a house group house church uh, legalized you know a lot of the Christians in China don't worship in the state church which is overseen by the communists but they they have house churches where they meet in secret where they can preach Jesus the the way that they know Jesus and uh, he was trying to get his house church legalized and so they threw him in jail they put him in prison and while he was in prison men and, and, and some women came through that uh, he had the opportunity to talk to. And every time they put a new prisoner in his cell, zoo took advantage of that and told them about his friend Jesus, who would be their friend as well. Because you see, zoo couldn't stop speaking about what he knew and what he had heard about Jesus Christ and it's because of Easter's, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we can have this conversation about Jesus with us. Otherwise, if, if it hadn't been for the resurrection, as I said a minute ago, we wouldn't even know about Jesus. You would have never heard of Jesus. He would have just gone down. Well, I wrote he'd be gone down in history, but he wouldn't be in history. He'd have just gone down in the past and wouldn't be in history as another person whom the Romans had killed. But, folks, Easter made all the difference the resurrection made all the difference and I know you know that that's the truth let's let's think about it just for a minute I have a friend um, in Salt Lake City that uh, we text back and forth quite a bit uh, especially when there's a football game or a basketball game on I tease him all the time about Utah, and he teases me all the time about New Mexico. And fortunately, right now, neither one of them are winning, so both of us can do a lot of teasing. Um, and uh, he texted me on Friday, and he said, Pastor, I got to share the gospel on the radio today. I said, Well, Mark, that's awesome. What was the occasion? And here's what he said He said, I was driving and listening to a local radio talk show. And this talk show host, uh, and it was, on a, it was on a main channel in Salt Lake City. As a matter of fact, this talk show host came on in Salt Lake City right after Sean Hannity in the, um, in the Salt Lake area. And he said he was talking about a billboard that he said he saw while he was driving in Salt Lake City. And he said, the billboard said, you're going to hell. So Mark called him up and said, um, you know, you misremembered what was on that billboard. It doesn't say you're going to hell. It asks the question, where are you going, heaven or hell? And then he said to the talk show host, and this is over the air, he said, Jesus died on the cross. And I'm. And I'm reading right from his text. Jesus died on the cross to show his love for us. And we need to receive him into our heart through faith. This is Good Friday. It was the day that Jesus showed the greatest example of love by laying down his life for us on the cross. On Resurrection Sunday, he rose from the dead. And we have to trust him and believe him to go to heaven. Now that's my friend Mark. He's he's kind of like Peter, you know. He'll, he'll just rush in and say anything, but Jesus is his friend, and he wants others to know about Jesus also. And that's why we're here, because Easter Sunday came. And so I ask you. Do you believe in Easter? Do you believe in the resurrection? Edith Burns was a Christian woman who lived in San Antonio, Texas. I want to tell you a little bit about her. I read her story a couple of years ago and it was really impressive. She had a habit of introducing herself this way. She said, Hello, my name is Edith Burns. Do you believe in Easter? You know, that that was that was her introduction. It was the way she introduced herself, uh, and then if the people showed any interest at all, she explained the meaning of Christmas, of the meaning of Easter to them, and shared with them about her friend Jesus, and introduced them to Jesus. Her doctor was also a Christian. His name was uh, William Phillips, and uh, his favorite patient was Edith Burns but one morning he went to his office and uh, he had a very heavy heart because of Edith and when he went into the waiting room there said Edith she was sitting there talking to a, a, a young mother and she was telling her this young mother about Easter that's what she always talked about and so uh, she had talked to uh Dr. Phillips about it, and Dr. Phillips knew about it. Beverly, who was the head nurse for Dr. Phillips, uh, was taking her blood pressure the first time she met her, and she was sitting there taking her blood pressure, and Edith said, "Hello, my name is Edith Phillips. Do you believe in Easter?" <laughs> you know, uh, when the nurse is taking my blood pressure, I want her to pay attention, but uh, she was she was asking her about Easter and. The the nurse said, "Well, yeah, I believe in Easter." And uh, Phyllis says, "Well, what what do you believe about Easter?" She says, "Well, I, I believe it's a great day. You know, we have Easter egg hunts, and we go to church, and we, we dress up." And then Edith began to tell her the real meaning of Easter, being the resurrection of Jesus Christ after him having died on our the cross for our sins. And he led she led the nurse to Christ. She accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior. But anyway, this day, she was called back into the doctor's office and Edith sat down and took a look at the doctor and she says, Doctor Will, why are you so sad? You look sad. Are you reading your Bible? Are you remembering to pray? Dr. Phillips said, Edith, sit down. I'm the doctor. You're the patient. And he said, your lab report came back and it says you have cancer. And it's, very advanced and you're not going to live very long edith said why dr phillips shame on you why are you so sad do you think god makes mistakes you have just told me i'm going to see my precious lord jesus my husband and my friends you have just told me that i'm going to celebrate easter forever and you're having trouble giving me my ticket." through the next weeks and months she kept coming to see the doctor after Christmas the day the office opened and she had an appointment she didn't show up and when they made contact they found out that she was in the hospital and uh, doctor called her and he said Will I'm very near home I'm almost through Would you try to put people in the bed next to me that don't know Jesus so I can tell them about Easter? Well, as much influence as the doctor had, he did that. They didn't give the number, but there were a number of women saved in the bed, in the hospital bed, next to Edith Burns because she would tell them about Easter. Except for Phyllis Cross Phyllis Cross was the army nurse who had gotten out of the army and was now the head nurse in the floor that Edith was on and she made it very plain, very clear to Edith that um, she didn't want to have anything to do with it you're a religious nut she said I don't want to talk to you uh she was the original G.I. Jane is what they said she'd been married three times she did everything by the book and she said I don't need to know your friend Jesus do you know people like that do you know people who just insist they don't need to know Jesus there are a lot of folks like that I know know some folks like that some are just cynical people like Phyllis they're self made they've got where they are by their own efforts they don't need any help from some guy named Jesus. That's why this picture of, 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 of Edith is so exciting to me. Because I think if we were living, you and I, were living like Jesus was here with us. Like we've been talking. If he were as real to us... We would want to share him with people like Phyllis there are some people who are religious so they don't need to hear that message they belong to a church and they've been baptized so they don't need to know about Jesus the disciples said though in that passage I just can't help it from introducing people to Jesus and the truth is everyone needs to know Jesus and Edith knew that Phyllis needed Jesus more than anybody or as much as anybody. One morning, the two nurses who were supposed to attend Edith weren't at work. And so Phyllis Cross had to go in and give her a shot, treat her. When she walked in, Edith had a big smile on her face. And she said, Phyllis? God loves you and I love you and I've been praying for you. And Phyllis said, well, you can quit praying for me. It won't work. I'm not interested. Edith said, well, I will pray. And I have asked God not to let me go home until you come into the family. And Phyllis Cross said, well, then you're never going to die because that's never going to happen. Every day when she saw Phyllis Edith would say, God loves you, Phyllis, and I love you. And one day, Phyllis said she was literally drawn to Edith's room like a magnet would draw iron. She sat down on the edge of the bed, and Edith said, I'm so glad you came, because God told me that today is your special day. Phyllis said, Edith, you've asked everybody here the question, do you believe in Easter? But you've never asked me, And Edith said, Phyllis, I wanted to many times, but God told me to wait until you ask. And now that you've asked, I'm going to tell you. So Edith reached over on her bedside table and got her Bible and showed her some scripture. She said, Phyllis, look at this. This is Good Friday. He himself bore our sins and his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live to righteousness. And by his wounds you are healed. That's the story of Good Friday. That's the story of them hanging Jesus Christ on the cross. And then Easter is the story of the resurrection. It's the story of of Jesus coming up from the grave. And so she turned to 1 Corinthians and she said, she read this, For I received what I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ Jesus died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried and He was raised on the third day according to the Scripture. And she says, that's what Easter's all about. And then she just invited Phyllis to make Jesus her friend too. She turned to Romans 10 and she read, If you will confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that easy, Philip. Phyllis. That's what you do. And Edith said, Phyllis, do you believe in Easter? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is alive and that he wants to live in your heart? And Phyllis said, I want to believe that with all of my heart. And so right then, Phyllis cross-prayed and invited Jesus into her heart. Isn't that a great story? And she taught her about her friend, Jesus And Phyllis prayed something like, I know that I need you to be my friend, Jesus. I'm not everything I need to be, but I believe that you died for me, and on the third day, you defeated death and rose again. I believe in Easter. I want to invite you to become my Lord and Savior right now. Edith had successfully introduced her friend, Jesus, to another friend, Phyllis have you ever met Jesus like that have you ever prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come and be your savior and be your lord be your friend have you ever trusted Jesus and this is very important have you ever trusted Jesus alone as your savior And when I say alone, it's because Jesus doesn't share his saving power with anything else. He doesn't doesn't share his power with the church. There's no church that can save you. No church anywhere that can save you. Jesus is the one who does the saving. He, He doesn't share his saving ability with you. You can't save yourself. Only Jesus can do it. There's no religious act that Jesus said, you know, if you'll just do this, you can be saved. You know, it's not baptism. It's not uh, any other kind of mysticism. It's no pilgrimage you can take. There's nothing you can do because Jesus doesn't share his power to save with religious acts. Jesus wants you to trust him and trust him alone. And my prayer is that every one of you have done that and will do that and know Jesus as your Lord and Savior because, folks, that's what Easter is about. That's why Jesus died, so you can be saved, so you can have new life, and Easter is the day that proved it. Two days later, Phyllis Cross came in and Edith said, Do you know what day it is? And Phyllis Cross said, Well, yes, Edith, it's Good Friday. And Edith said, No, no, Phyllis, for you, every day is Easter. Happy Easter, Phyllis. And then it was Easter Sunday. And Phyllis came into work, and she did some of her duties. She went down to the flower shop and got some Easter lilies because she wanted to go up and see Edith and give her some Easter lilies and wish her a happy Easter. But when she walked into the room, Edith was lying in her bed. She had her Bible out. And her hands were in that Bible. She had her left hand at one place and opened. She had her right hand in the Bible at another place, holding her place. And when Phyllis went to to speak to her, She realized that Edith was dead. She had passed. But her left hand was in John the 14th chapter. And in big underlining, it said, In my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And she took the Bible and she flipped it to the other page, that was open. And there in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4 was highlighted there, and she read, And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Phyllis Cross took one look at Edith lying there. Her Edith body lying there and she lifted her face toward heavens and with tears streaming down her cheeks she said happy Easter Edith. happy Easter she turned and walked out of the room walked down to the break room she needed a break she needed to catch her breath well you know what it's like you need to compose yourself she walked in the break room and there at a table sat two student nurses that she had never met before that she didn't know and she walked over to them and she said hello my name is Phyllis Cross do you believe in Easter? do you believe in Easter? you see if Jesus were here with us we would want to introduce him to others. I believe that. We would want to say, this is my friend Jesus. I can't tell you what he's done for me, but what he's done for me, he'll do for you. Folks, we can do that because Jesus is with us. Who do you need to introduce him to? Who's the Phyllis in your life? you need to start working on who are the other people that you could share your friend Jesus with you prayed a prayer similar to Phyllis's prayer Jesus I know I need you to be my friend I'm not everything I need to be I believe that you died for me but on the third day you defeated death and rose again I believe in Easter I believe in you I want you to be my Lord and Savior Folks, if you never prayed that prayer and you're dependent on anything else for heaven, it won't work. Only Jesus can save. It's like Peter told the Sanhedrin 2,000 years ago. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Make this your day to know Easter for real. And if you do know jesus christ you do believe in the resurrection think of somebody you could introduce to jesus if you were to walk with jesus this week if jesus were just to follow you around he would be there physically with you everywhere you went where would you want to be sure you went to introduce somebody to jesus let's pray together father thank you for the opportunity we have to know the kingdom of God in the post-resurrection experience. We know not only that Jesus will come, but that he did come. We know not only would he die, but that he did die. And we know not only would he be resurrected, but that he was resurrected. Father, thank you. We just bless you and praise you. Father, anybody who's here this morning who doesn't know you let this be the day they believe in Easter in Jesus name Amen we're going to stand and sing a final song and uh, I'm just going to ask you if you've never invited Christ to be your Lord and Savior when we're done singing would you just let me know that so we can talk about it Uh, I would be your Edith And show you how to believe in Easter. Let's sing together.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Because you're alive. Because you're alive. Because you're alive. I live. I live. I live. Because he is risen. I live. I live with power over sin. I live, I live because He is risen. I live, I live to worship Him.
0: Praise God. He is alive. He is risen. This, there you go. Be blessed this Easter Sunday. You're dismissed.